absolute first for the In The Process podcast. Mm-hmm. We are actually sitting at a desk. <laughs> oh my, we're, we're, this is the weirdest thing. It's a bit weird. <laughs> so like professional, it's, like we're at a desk and I'm like- 91 episodes in <laughs> and only now are we actually sitting at a desk recording for the, literally for the first time. We had a little table. When we first started, oh, we were gosh. out the back. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, we were yeah. out the back. Oh, my god! That's when we first started. How did I forget? And we both, you had your little lapel microphone. I had this microphone. Oh, and it was like ice cold and windy. Freezing. And we had our jackets and I had to kind of cover the microphone. Yeah, it was still winter. Yeah. We, start, we started this for like first week of August. Okay. And then, and then obviously we moved through into now and it's now into summer. Yeah. So we start end of winter. Now we're in the first first bit of summer, and it's oh, and first like ain't it summer? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. It's a big, big thirty degree day. It feels like yeah. pretty crazy. But yeah, so we, we started that. So we're both sitting there holding the microphones, yeah. our own separate microphones, and then I joined the audios together in the post. Oh, so that's, that's why right. the audio quality is different. Was awful. And then when from there we did the odd one in the studio where we did the same thing, where we sat across from each other. Yeah. With nothing in between us. Yep. Again, so no desk in the middle. Yep. And then we when we went to Pasco Vale, that was when we actually started using the same microphone. Yep. But we had we sat on the couch. So it was a it was a, a just a normal couch mm-hmm. and one section of it had a chase. That's a picture on the um yeah. Yep. And so you sat you sat on the chase and I sat on the couch like the normal part. And so we were kind of diagonally facing each other and we just had like a little, um, it was, what are they called? The, the, the table stack. What are they called when they stack inside each other? A table stack? No, it, it, there's an actual name for it. Oh, I'm not a nest, sure. nest of tables. Oh, right. Sure. Right. Yes. Sure. And we used one of the small tables and the yeah. nest of tables and then chopped it up on top of something. And then when we came back here, we were in the Lancer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were in the wardrobe. <laughs> that was only what, two episodes? A couple of episodes. It got really Probably about a week. Probably about yeah, a week. Okay, right, yeah. A couple of episodes and then we were on the bed. We've been on the bed for We've the last bed, yeah. week or so, two yeah. weeks maybe. Oh, well, yeah, when I was, found out I was pregnant. Yeah. Okay, it's just easier here on the bed. I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> so, we were literally on the bed and what I was doing was I, I had my uh, my writing book, which is like a hard hardback. Yeah. So, that would go on the bed and then I'd get your three of your tarot decks, stack them up and then put the microphone on top of those. We're so classy. <laughs> and that's how we were doing it for the last couple of weeks. Oh it's really gosh. funny. But now, so I mentioned in the last episode that maybe we will rearrange the room a little bit so we can yeah. put a desk in here and you can actually get your sewing machine and you can use the like this room as your own sewing area too. Yep. And um, we did that. We did do that. Oh, you did that. Oh, no, we did that. I did help. We did it together. Yeah. So, we moved jig, moved a few things around, rejigged a few things. And, uh, yes, we've got your nice desk in here. Yep. And you now have a sewing space, which you've actually today made a new garment with. I made a beautiful new dress. It's lovely. It's really fun. It's like, it's colour. It's actual colour. Yeah. It's um, like very 60s. Very 60s, which you see in, um, yeah, but except it's a smock dress. Because, let's face it, I can't wear anything tight right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 60s is in. It is. I think 70s is coming. But it's been 60s. Really, it's like a blend. You can really wear whatever you want. Let's just go with that. Well, ever since I can remember when it comes to fashion and the style and everything that's in, when when (laughs) I was first a bit more conscious of what trends were in, it was the, the whole indie thing. So it was like you wear op shop stuff, you yeah. wear kind of a mix and match everything. So can I just ask, when were you so fashion conscious? This is very new to me. <sighs> I'm so sorry. Excuse. <laughs> well, 
okay, this is gonna this is all gonna sound really sad, but maybe understandable as well. From basically my whole time up until high school, my mum was in charge. <laughs> hey, this is ever the same with our kids? I know, I know. Yeah, but yeah. Oh yeah, no, they're not gonna. Um, they're not only, gonna be allowed only to wear my what they my mother, and she would absolutely attest to this if she was sitting here. So I'm not I'm not smearing her behind her no, back. She no, would absolutely no. agree. Has zero fashion sense, and she was in charge of my fashion, which included my haircut up until I was in high school. So when I when I was into high school, year seven, year eight, obviously that's when you're oh, developing you're so and you're, you're going through the the social stuff. Yeah. And that was when I started trying to pay a bit more attention to. Okay, well that makes sense. So there was a, there was a point there where I was a bit more fashionable when I really cared about yep. what I wore and how I presented. Yep. Uh, obviously, because you that was that- a little bit in the beginning of our relationship, I would say too. A l- yeah. little bit, yeah. Cause, well, I had obvi- for some ob- reason you just went downhill from there. And I'm not sure why. <laughs> I can't remember where I even had the money. It might have even been pocket money or something that I was still getting. Because I didn't. I have- don't know where I got my money either. Because I didn't have a job until I was 16. Yeah. So I think I was in year 10 when I first got a job at Woolies. So I don't know exactly where the money came from for for me to buy clothes Did and you, stuff when beforehand. You were, oh, before. Yeah. It no, must I have been. Too, it yeah. must have been like pocket money or I Christmas no birthday idea. money, that yeah. kind of stuff. But I'm yeah. not sure. But anyway, uh, that was when I was paying a little bit more attention to what I was wearing. And then obviously I st- when I started getting my own income from working part-time, then, God, I don't even know where that money went either. It's crazy to think. Parties. Parties, yeah. Uh, drinking. But drinking, that wasn't probably until, well, I guess the following year. Yeah. <laughs> But it was it was I used to buy my uh, <laughs> four pack of Smirnoff double blacks oh, for all the eighteenths. Yeah, like all through year twelve. My oh, I was in, that was your drink. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was I was big big into the Smirnoff double blacks. I always loved cocktails. Mm. Just the fancier the better. Well, I wasn't really a beer fan. Yep. Uh, and obviously, you know, the spirits stronger. So I was looking for what was the strongest drink, so that could get you the most fucked up in the least amount of time. Because it was so and cool. was relatively economic and tasted alright still. But I mean, double blacks obviously are incredibly expensive mm-hmm. relative to other drinks that you can get. Yeah. But obviously, they're significantly stronger than sure. the other. So, that's, but that's that was weird. my that was my that was my sort of Measuring drink through year twelve. Sure. And then the week, literally the weekend before my eighteenth, I had I bought a ten pack. To really go nuts, and I think wow. I had eight. I had I drank eight of them, and like your usual. that was that was the end. I have not I touched it since because I was just oh, it was I yeah yeah I was hurling, and god, the hangover was horrendous. Yeah, but oh, back then you could recover a lot easier. Oh was, yeah, yeah, when you're seventeen. I can't, even, I can't even have a glass anymore. <laughs> so without just going, Ugh! yeah, which is nice because I don't really enjoy it. But anyway, back to my back to Go my on. fashion sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I probably started. This is, this is going to sound really bad, but I probably started caring a lot less when not long after I met you because you get comfortable into the relationship and stuff, and it's like I'm not. Is it like where now some people let themselves go? Maybe that kind of thing. Maybe yeah. I'm like I'm not trying to I impress pretty, anybody. I was pretty disappointed because I was like, you had such cute clothes and you're really like funky, mm. and then like. Just what happened and yeah. everything was, you just didn't really care. I was a big fan of like staple items, so like jumpers or jackets, uh, like nice jeans, yep. um, overalls. I had a couple of pairs yeah, of overalls. Which we have 
now let go. Yeah, we've, we've since let go. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> They've been retired. Yeah. I don't think they'd fit you anymore, though. Yeah, they would. They're big, 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 big overall home and big man. I might still have my, <laughs> I think I might have kept my big black long ones because they're yeah. probably good working overalls, to be honest, and not that I work in them, but <laughs> at some point in the future. <laughs> Did you just find them going through your stuff? No, no, no. I, I'm pretty sure I remember uh, that I've got them hanging up on the rack somewhere on the, on the, in the cupboard. But anyway, uh, and then and then I probably cared a little bit less about uh, that after a little while, and then I'm sort of just I just wear pretty much basic stuff or whatever's on hand. So, but then also comfort before yeah, basically, but not having not having the money like so oh yeah that for, was a hard because I'm just trying to think it's the funniest thing to I I don't know exactly. Okay, well, I didn't intend for us to be going down this tangent, but uh, let's just follow it. Why not? It's fun. A little bit of a little bit more of our backstory than I than I realised we'd be going into. <laughs> we're, we're on this train now. I can't stop it. No, you can't. When we first met, you had a bit of money that you'd saved up that you basically spent on dating, us dating. Yeah, I had about three three to five grand. I remember, mm. and that first month, just you just drained it. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's then you, then you dumped me. So you used my money and then you dumped. <laughs> I waited until your bank account was bone dry and then yeah. I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's funny. That was a lot of fun. No, we had a, we had a really good time. And and for me, I'm not. I don't think I had a huge amount either because I'd I'd saved up nearly ten grand. Then I got my car. That obviously there went that. I managed to save up to back it to about five grand ish. And then I had my twenty first. And then that was like pff, my account never recovered from that. I only ever had like a couple of grand max in savings. And then when we met, uh, I think I was just working, going through the motions. I was still yeah. at uni. I wasn't really focusing on money and yeah. finance yeah. and saving and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's one of those things where I think for our kids, right, I mean, we're obviously you're pregnant now, so it's stuff that's going to become very relevant for us mm. a lot sooner than I anticipated. But it is that how do you impress upon a young person the importance of budgeting and of, of have, having a well, – you're working, yes, mm. but the their approach to money, like the financial – having that good financial nous. And it's that's why I, I also want to learn about – Get, get have a good financial education like going through podcasts and all that kind of stuff mm. learning from people who know how to use money yeah. so not only for, for us so that I can make better better financial decisions for us especially in this in this day and age but also so I can actually impart good financial knowledge onto our children absolutely but it's also even just going from the basics like personal budgeting and, and all that kind of stuff when you're younger it's like oh, what do i need what do i need this for i've got all this money like fuck off and Shopping. let me go and yeah <laughs> let me go and, and be a good little consumer you know yeah and it's like how do you how do you actually impress upon a, a young kid yeah the importance of being able to and that's what i was thinking because I, I have sort of been thinking about it a little bit because yeah. I, I haven't mentioned it to you but obviously i'm a big i like personal budgeting like it's it, really it, yeah. oh my gosh again he mentioned it and i still wouldn't have a clue yeah, yeah yeah i've made a few more adjustments on the spreadsheet oh that's what you're doing yeah you're yeah a- i did i love my spreadsheet well just just <laughs> well a quick aside my job is ca- i'm basically i'm employed on a casual basis i work full-time hours i worked 46 hours last week but I work full-time hours basically, but on a casual basis. So if I if I, I don't have annual leave or sick leave or anything, and that's fine, mm. that's fine. Um, but it basically, for me, I'm like, all right, I need to, because I'm working casual, I need to be able to put money aside to be able to 
give me the you know the ability to take time off as if I was working full time. Yeah. Essentially. So what I decided was each week I'm going to put a hundred bucks aside as like annual leave. Sure. For instance, like I'll do it myself. Yeah. Right. So if I do a hundred bucks a week, that's fifty two weeks in a year. Let's say that that's obviously going to be around five grand that I'll get in leave, and that gives me five weeks because if our if our uh, if our weekly expenses are a thousand dollars, let's say. Then if I have five grand, that's five weeks worth of expenses. Mm. So if I put away a hundred bucks a week to that kind of annual leave working because I'm working on a casual basis, yep. I can take up to five weeks off and I'm fully covered. Yep. And that way I've organized my own leave yep. essentially. So You're so efficient. That was that was yeah, the strategy that just came to me the other night. And I was like, <laughs> all right, let's do this. But uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes. So I was thinking about with with our kid. It's like, okay, do you do like a pocket money thing, mm. and then with that, do you teach them about not not necessarily specifics because the kid's got no no personal expenses really, right? No. Until they get a phone, and then it's like a phone bill. Yeah. So then perhaps you can use that as the first sort of expense yeah. that you can begin to teach them about personal budgeting and finance with. Yeah, but. I was also like, okay, if you even just taking out specific expenses, it's like you can have, all right, let's have pocket money, but we need to budget it. And if you do, if you do percentages or something, for instance, and you go, I don't know, forty uh, percent, you have to have saving. You have to have saved. Sure. You know, thirty percent is for your bills, quote mm-hmm. unquote bills, yep. and then the other thirty percent is for your spending. spending. Let's just say, for argument's yeah. sake, just to give it a breakdown, and then that way. You can even, you know, that that just to start to give them a rough idea that there's ways of splitting and utilizing your money. Yeah. So that, you know, when they actually have expenses and they actually have financial responsibilities, yeah. they're already like knowing exactly what to do with it. Because yeah. I think for me, and it's this is not my parents' fault, because they were they were big time about budgeting and stuff as well. Mm. So it's like it's just for me, I, I never really appreciated, and I don't know if this is just a young person thing or if it just because there perhaps wasn't enough emphasis in the right places when it came to finances, yep. I just never paid enough attention to it. I was never interested in it. I was just Neither. young and obviously wanted to spend the money. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I was like, well, I mean, another thing could kind of be, all right, let's do 20 bucks a, a week, for instance, pocket money for, sure. for a young kid. Yeah. And, and I could be like, all right, I'm going to withhold – uh, you know, 30% for tax. <laughs> just, and, and then when they start getting really rolled up, what, 30% tax, that's theft. They're going to be like, exactly. That's, that's very libertarian of you, son. I'm proud of you. <laughs> and, uh, oh, kids, so lucky. And then, but, then, but then, so all the money that I've, I've withheld in tax from their pocket money, yep. I can then give to them at a certain birthday, like for their sweet 16th, and say, here's the money. Our that- son's going to have a sweet 16th. No. <laughs> and so, here, here's your money that I that, yeah. that I had taxed, that Aww. I had taxed. I, yeah. I don't know. Gift this it is, back. Yeah, just, just for- Just yeah, things sure. that I think about. Just fun little That's things fun. like that. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, just to have a little bit of fun with it. But yeah, so because <laughs> I've realized the importance of it. And then when- we were together, so we when we yes we got back together, and then we got more. We were getting a lot more serious, obviously, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't all that long, and then before we moved out, but I'd been working at Woolies, and I'd actually somehow managed to save a little bit of money. Yeah. But then I read the Barefoot Investor because yeah. I can't remember what the exact impetus for that was, but I, I was think like, I had it. We got to we got to read it again. There's an up. It was an updated version, mm. and I mentioned it, and you're like, oh maybe we'll get it then, because we wanted to yeah. change banks. Yeah, as well. Because so we, we changed, ANZ. yeah, we changed to ING. We changed to ING, and then we 
Yeah, so I read the Barefoot Investor. Yeah, I can't remember exactly though why it was. Sure. Uh, but we so and then I that was when I completely restructured our finances and like began began the that's budgeting. Where it all began. That's where it all began. <laughs> but then obviously I, I took the advice and then I just made it my own thing in it, which just, was pretty much the it just became its own thing. That. So yeah. now it pretty much looks absolutely nothing like what was recommended, the way I do the spreadsheets, the way I do all of it. Well, because you tailor it to your situation. Yeah. Since what works for you. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but that was the kind of start of it. And then uh, we, yeah, it got to a point where we'd actually saved up a little bit of money because I'd learned how to actually structure and use what was there. And you were working. We were both working. And we were were living here. We were both living together here at that stage. So, we didn't have to worry too much about all these other overhead costs, like, you know, the general cost of living. So, we were able to save up a little bit of money and then it got to a point where we just needed to move out. We needed our own space and then we, I'm like, all right, we don't have a huge amount of money, but let's just make it work. And then we moved out. Mm-hmm. We actually did manage to find a space with a little bit that we had. Mm-hmm. We moved out and then it was only about four or five months and then the pandemic hit. And then obviously we went through the whole pandemic. Then, you know, you lost your job at the start. I lost my job at the end. Uh, you know, we, we had to move mold. back in. We had to move back in with the parents and we've been here ever since. Sure. But that whole process has really taught me so much about handling money Mm. and making it work, how to maneuver things around in terms of personal finance. So, I'm really, really fucking good at organizing money for yourself (laughs) to to cover your own bills, to pay for your own expenses and to be able to also have somewhat of a quality of life. Yeah. But my, where my education falls short at this point is what to do in terms of growing, growth and investment, investment that kind of yeah. thing. And that's where you are at now yeah. that you're interested in. So, I mean, I don't have any qualifications, but I reckon I would be able to provide killer personal budgeting <laughs> advice. <laughs> I think so. When you've got $200 in the bank and it lasts for longer than you'd think. Well, like I said, we had a incredible. relatively good quality of life. So, yeah. it was still We it was never still gave up like, going out for a coffee. Mm. We, yeah, we went for drives when we felt like we needed to. Yeah. yeah. We always kind of made it work. And it was, I literally think, so from the time of me losing my job, let's say, whatever money I had left in the account then, plus then we got married, then I got my tax back, then uh, I got a random sum of money from Woolworths that came out of sort of nowhere. Right, yeah. And then random drips and drabs in between. I reckon maximum we had about 15 grand mm. for the last 12 months. Obviously, we've been here, so we haven't had the like the utility costs, food costs, yeah. rent and all that kind but of stuff. But you're so. putting that in our um, budget now, yeah? As, uh, if, as if we're paying in the, in the, new, in the next house our rent. Yeah. Oh, no. 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 So, what, what I'm doing now... Um, I'll just quickly finish that. And, Sorry, go. Uh, and, and that pretty much like, yes, it, it thinned out our expenses a significant amount. But still, obviously, like to stretch 12, 12, maximum, I would say 14 grand mm-hmm. over 12 months and not to have had to sacrifice too much in terms of quality of life to have made it through to this point now where we've got cash coming back in, we've got money coming back in. I think it's pretty good. And it's, oh, but it's, well, it's we're like still I said, here, are we, not? we are. Yeah. And it's taught me a lot about, and, and in the meantime, we were still able to afford things like the subscription for Podbean, yeah. your website, yeah. uh, you know, buying books, uh, doing courses, mm. all the, all that kind of stuff. We were still able to f- find money to be able mm. to do that. So, no, it was, it's taught me, I've learned a significant amount about the personal financing mm. and the budgeting. Well, and thank you stuff. for being passionate about it. Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm not in. I, I, yeah, it, it goes in one ear and out the other. It doesn't really stay, stay in my. In my yeah, brain. that's that's totally fine. I, I completely understand, and that's okay. Well, I mean, it's it's easier anyway if one of us sort of takes charge of it. Yeah. Because if you got no both problem. of us doing it, it gets a bit. Because remember, early on, I made you a spreadsheet 
Oh, you were doing separately. And we were doing it separately. And it was just, so we tried doing it like that first. And it was just, it was too difficult. Yeah, because you kept getting annoyed because I kept forgetting about it. I'm like, yeah. And then I ended up, I was doing your spreadsheet for you anyway. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to put it all together in one spreadsheet (laughs) and I'll just manage it and I'll just tell you what we've got. (laughs) And then I'll explain to you as we go, like how I'm doing it. Because I I can't, like with theory, it's like, yeah, I can get theory, but if I'm not experiencing it, I don't take it in. That's why like the other day when you were explaining, because I mean, you've already, when you make changes to the spreadsheet, you explain it all to me, except I am not in that space. Like I don't have the... I'm not experiencing that scenario at the mm. moment. So, it, to me, I'm like, there's no point telling me now. Tell me when um, we're actually in it. And when, yeah. So, and then the other day I asked you about, I think it was the rent. And I asked you, do you, are you putting the rent in there? Because it came to me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, how are we going to do that? Yeah. And then I was like, and then you're like, oh, I already told you. But I'm like, oh, okay. But what, now it's relevant. I can now and I'll remember. Yeah. Well, what, what I was doing, so before we moved out the first time, mm. And well, I say the first time as if we've moved out twice, but we're going to move out again in a few months. But the first time we moved out, before we did in preparation for it, I was putting money aside each week as if it was, uh, I was calling it rent yeah. prep. So right. I think it was only 150 bucks a week though that I was putting away. But it was just to get used to the idea of yeah. there being a sum of money there that's going to come out to yeah, pay it's, it's good cover for a bill. Mind. But I mean, I already know all that now anyway, so I don't need the training. I already understand how it all well, works. Well, that's why you did it then. Yeah, so... Now, uh, so so what what I'm doing now is I've got a spreadsheet for the situation that we're in now because mm-hmm. it's got to be relevant, yeah, right. And then I've got I've got a separate spreadsheet that's basically the same except it includes like rent, utilities, if we do Wi Fi, yeah, because that's an if. Like at this point, it's it's actually for me it's a toss up between if you've got a good phone plan that gives you a lot of a lot of data, yeah. Then, and if you get good mobile coverage wherever you're living, is there any point having Wi-Fi? Yeah. You know, if we've got good- we've got really good data. We've got good data plans. So, it's like- is, So, it's like, yeah, do we any, need Wi-Fi? Yeah. You know, the, the, the obviously, the, the bonus to having Wi-Fi is that it's just easy to have a centralized internet source yeah. that's always on. Mm. So, every time you turn your computer on, you, you connect to the internet. If you've got a smart TV, you connect it to the internet. Yeah. Uh, if people I'll come, you can give them the Wi-Fi password. Connected, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it's just easier mm-hmm. than it, it's it's it's. And I think about it, it's like the Wi-Fi just seems to be more for convenience than anything else. Yeah. So it's like, is that really a necessary expense? But anyway, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Uh, so at the moment, because we're not covering that, we're not paying those expenses at this point in time. All the money that essentially would be going towards those expenses now is essentially just straight up savings. Sure. So we've got the. Midwives. So we've we've organised the doula. The doula, yes, and I've confirmed that. Yes, so I'm going to get information on Monday. She said she's going to her PA is going to send through um, all the information and the um, to to sign the uh, what's a consent form or what is it called a contract, right? Um, and all of that. So she'll send all that tomorrow. Through. Tomorrow, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll just in just a, I'll just cap this off just so we can yeah, go. move on and talk about that stuff. Um, yeah, so so for the moment, does that make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's two separate spreadsheets. Yeah, They're yeah. basically the same, except one the has ones, those expenses yeah. and the other one doesn't. doesn't. So we go we go from having, for instance, like a, roughly a thousand dollars a week in sure. expenses mm-hmm. to you know now what we've got is uh, it's like four hundred and sixty something. Sure. So, but the reason that it's that even that high is because what I have included in this in the, the spreadsheet that I'm using currently mm. for our finances is spending money and food. So sure. the, 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 the sums that I would use for spending and for food when we're out having to pay rent and all that kind of stuff 
I've just included those in the spreadsheet now. Yeah. So basically that gives us, you know, 250 a week as we are in this situation so that we can actually go and spend. Yeah. And so we're not digging into savings because I don't want to just be indiscriminately drawing down from savings no. just because we're getting just because we're getting good income now doesn't mean that we can start being really flippant and just just spending yeah, no, no, all, no. all over the place. I'd rather still well, be- I can't even do that. I felt, you know, <laughs> it was, it's really weird yeah, still. I'd rather still be structured and organized and sensible with it, right? But part of being sensible with the money is still making sure that you've got something to actually spend yeah. so that you can have a life during the week. That's right. You know, not absolutely every single drop of your income has to go into some account that you can't touch. Yeah, no. It's like we need to be re- realistic and say, well, I mean, yeah, we've got expenses, right? Yeah. So you're pregnant. So there's going to be, you know, clothing. Mm-hmm. You're making stuff now. So it's fabric costs. Uh, you know, if we're preparing so for- So much cheaper though to buy fabric yeah. than it is. With money-wise, with time, I've got time. So that's okay. I can yeah. make it. But when it comes to like the fine, like expensive um, fabrics and stuff, uh, like, yeah, I find really good fabric. Well, you just cheaper. you just made a easily $80 dress. Sure. For about six bucks. All that cost. Oh, did you just get the receipt? Because uh, all this, all three, all three cost fifty bucks. I thought maybe it wasn't six bucks. Well, let's say arguably fifteen dollars. Mm. It costs you fifteen dollars to make a eighty to ninety dollar dress. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely way cheaper. And you've got the time to be able to do it, which is great. Yeah. And, and it's a beautiful dress. And it it is, and it fits me, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I like that style. It looks good on you. Mm. Um. Yeah, so that's pretty much what I'm doing now. So we have we have all our expenses covered, but we've also got, you know, a nice little bit of money that we can go and spend on the side. Well, the Barefoot Investor always encourages to make sure that you've got money to spend as yeah. well during the week. Or yeah. yeah, exactly. So you're not suffering, you're not just f- focusing on bills, 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 bills. And you know, yeah, that's that's where people start hating hey, money. That, I think that's actually a tip from if you listen to wealthy people talk about, you know, having a rich mindset. It's when it comes to your income, like their thing is pay yourself first, Mm. pay yourself first. And I get that in theory, but for me, I'm still figuring out what that actually means in practice because I'm so used to where I was in my last job when we were living in a home still, we were living in Bacchus Marsh. Every single penny of that was literally just going to staying alive. Yeah. And we had absolutely zero, zero dollars to be able to just go and spend on anything. Yeah. It was literally going on rent, you know, the utility bills and food and to some of the other little expenses on the side. Mm-hmm. And if I the idea of paying myself first, I'm like I have no money even spare to pretend like I can do that. Yeah. And if I'm working already full time, I've got no I've got no other time in the week to figure out a way to make money like that. Yeah. I'm exhausted coming home. It's like it just it seems like it's just such a uh, you know, it's a dream. It's just some impossibility yeah. that rich people get to say, pay yourself first because they have the ability, the ability to. But again, I think it's a mindset Mind- thing because yeah. that's always they go. The you first- always have to understand it, like understand what exactly that means and how to do it. Exactly. So you need to know the actual way in which. They- and it's like, for me, it's like, does that mean in your budget, include budgeting money for yourself? Mm. You know, if that's the way you've got yeah. to kind of look at it or is it like completely breaking that mold and going, fuck it, I want, you know, I want to do this. I'm going to, when I get paid, I'm going to take that money and I'm going to go and do this. And I, I guess the idea is that the pay yourself first thing means it, maybe it's like if you have a course that you want to do, then go and do it. Sure. Like invest in invest yourself in yeah. so that, so obviously as bills come up, because the way I, I construct your bills obviously is if they're monthly, 
I just break, if I get paid weekly, then I just divide the monthly bill by four, like four weeks in a month, mm-hmm. roughly. And then obviously each week you just got that, the sum of money and then it piles up. And then when the bill comes around, you got the money sitting there. But if it's, if you're paying, if you're paying yourself first, like if I'm paying myself first, then I don't have the money there to, to cover that week's worth of that particular bill. Mm. And so when that bill comes around, I've got to pay the whole, I've got to have the money there to be able to pay the whole lot up front. Do you know what I mean? Yep. As opposed to just accruing the amount needed over yeah, okay. four weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is, is that kind of what it looks like? You pay yourself first. If you want to do a course, you get, you pay, you get paid, go and do it. You know, sacrifice yeah. saving up for the bill that you got to cover in a month's time. And then when that bill comes around and you get paid, then just pay it off. And, and it's kind of like completely machete your budget. And yeah. it's, it's like I said, there's a, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you yeah, can I'm approach sure there's clients. An, yeah, I'm sure there's an art to it. Oh, well, there <laughs> is. There's all these different – and people's priorities are all different as well. So That's kind of – so that's where I want to plug those, those education gaps for me when it comes to money Yeah, is how to approach growth and – and investment to try and, like I sort of said in the last episode, make my money make me money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, right? So you know, it, it's it's good. There's that. That's that's one thing that I want to really. I also want to focus on too mm. at this point. So, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll leave that part. I did not intend on spending half an hour talking about that. I literally did not even intend on talking about that at all. <laughs> I don't even know where we what the impetus like what started that. I don't even know if we actually got it. Don't worry about it. But I think the point was like initially t- t- how to teach a kid yeah, <laughs> that that sure. stuff's important. But <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out as we come. Sure. But uh, yes, you with your fashion stuff with making clothes is that what that's is that where we we're going? Is that what we mentioned before? Sure. Oh, I was just talking about the clothes and yeah. So it's it's um, today we went to Spotlight. Well, we actually first we had breakfast. We, we did. had a beautiful breakfast at Old Man Drew mm-hmm. um, on Mount Alexander Road. Yeah. It's such a sweet place. Oh, it's like a magical little getaway. Yeah. It's just like hidden little, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, that was nice. Uh, then it was getting warm. I was getting hay fever like crazy. I And then we went to Spotlight and bought some fabric, which was really nice. But the conversation that we had in the car, that's what you wanted to talk about. Oh, I'm at breakfast. Yeah, about so not putting pressure on it. Well, yeah. So, and again, it kind of comes back to money, like so much does, right? Mm. Our financial situation. So, the where we're at right now, if things continue on the way they are, and there's no there's no sudden surprises by government mandate once sure. more, mm-hmm. given that we just re-elected it and essentially put the stamp of approval on everything that happened over the last few years as mm. a state. Mm. I hope it has doesn't embolden more of the same. Let's hope. So not. let's say argue let's just not for argument's would. sake that that doesn't happen and things are able to continue unimpeded as they are right now. We're basically financially liberated with the work that I'm with my income, mm-hmm. which is really good. So very grateful, very glad it's come at a very opportune time, obviously. <laughs> Uh, and it's, it, it provides us the ability for you to be able to stay at home and do things like making you know, making clothes. Mm. And, you know, once the child's born, it means that you get to stay at home and be with the child. Yes. So that's really nice. I'm mm. really, really grateful that I'm, you know, we're able to do that. I'm very blessed. I feel so blessed that this opportunity came and, and this is the situation now that we're in. Yeah. Obviously, before the child comes and while we're still living here, you know, 
we don't have so many expenses to pay. So we have a, a, a significant amount of you know money that's sort of there that I'm putting into the savings. Yeah. And so we're also able to go and spend money now, like to go and have breakfast and to go mm. to Spotlight afterwards. And we're not going, we're not stressing about how the fuck are we going, where are we going to pull this money from? Mm. So it's it's liberated you, both of us, but you from having the pressure on trying to make money from your work yeah. because the dynamic when it has come to the income of the last few years has been basically between us. Yours is going to be the work that's going to bring it in. Yeah. So the, the primary focus has been on what do you need in order to make sure that you have all the tools and everything necessary to be able to create whatever it is that's going to bring the income in. Mm. So that obviously placed a significant pressure on you. It absolutely did. And then so there was that pressure uh, coupled with the pressure of you trying to then liberate me from a job I didn't like doing. That's really funny. <laughs> so all this Both pressure. To, yeah. Yeah. All, help, the, all this sort help of. Help each other out. <laughs> <laughs> just piling pressure on. Yeah. So all these sort of pressures combined, right? And then it's during the situation with the pandemic when you're at home by yourself trying to make something work from yeah. scratch. You've got no idea what you're doing. There's that kind of trauma there knowing that I'm not enjoying my job and you're feeling responsible for the fact that I still have to go there and you're yeah. not contributing financially and mm-hmm. it's it's your fault, <clears throat> you know, that we lost the house and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that's a, that's a huge, that's a big trauma. Yeah. A big trauma around money for you and work. your work, right? Like actually doing my own work. Yeah. So I, I, I was saying today, I'm like, I actually think I need to find a way to get some healing done on it because I've snapped out of it, which is all well and good, but I can still feel it and I don't want it to linger more than it kind of has to. And I want to kind of nip it in the butt now rather than wait like 10 years and then, you know what I mean? Exactly. So um, when it comes to this stuff, I usually kind of get on top of it as soon as I can. Even when I was in it, um, if something came up, I'm like, no, I want to clear it. No, I want to clear this. I want to clear it. I want to make sure that there's no residue. I It's it's different, obviously. Like I don't feel the pressure. I think you asked me, that, you know, is um, maybe like is it okay to say your work? Um, are you – like I don't want to be pressuring you, but I also don't want to not pressure you because it's like um, how much is encouragement and how much is pushing. And mm. I go, at the moment, don't call it even my work. We have to actually stop talking about it just for a little while as I just create some space. And I think it's it feels good to say that because the the when I've every time I say my work, Everything gets triggered. All the stuff comes flowing back. Yeah. I mean, obviously, chronologically, right, to get to that point, so this kind of makes a little bit more sense, is that there's the trauma. So, when we're we're still living together out of home and I'm going off to work, you're at home trying to really trying to figure something out, make stuff happen. And then it was never worked. It didn't work. It wasn't working. It ended up you realized it was for you to learn, not for you to pass on to somebody. It was for you to go through. And then when I lost my job, we come here. And then we've obviously spent this last period of time, which we've shared about, you know, on the podcast. You know, it's one of the main things that sticks to the podcast is basically this journey, this process that we're currently in. And so then the... The, the pressure is then on, on both of us to try and figure out a way to generate an income, make That's an right. income for ourselves so that we can liberate ourselves and move on, right? <laughs> so, the but the, even even then, right, yes, it's for both of us, but yours still seemed like the most promising, imminent uh, income that was on its way. Mm. So, the focus was still on making sure that you were able to have what you needed because if you're making the art, 
you know, if the art's going to be the thing that's going to make us an income, well, let's focus on that. Let's focus our resources there. So uh, we you did, know, the, the wall art, the your normal art. Yeah, that didn't work. All that kind of stuff. And then your astrology, the tarot yeah, and everything sort of came into that it. That And so it was like, <laughs> how can we make sure we spend the right money and we, we allocate the resources necessary to be able to cover these sort of expenses that come up so that you're in the best position possible to be able to, you know, take on clients or create and make an income from it. And it is it is amazing because there's even a trauma there or a some a trigger being like I feel responsible for like wasting that money mm. on on what didn't work on the mistakes and like what failed that kind of thing so that kind of comes up as well like uh, I feel like it's I should have known better kind of thing like I should have just picked up on it I should have do you know what I mean? that's just that's coming up. I I'm completely not understand yeah, yeah yeah it's just these things that are hidden that are kind of coming up. Um, I'm still going through my Saturn return until March and there's uh, when I who was I speaking to I think it was the astrologer I usually speak to he was saying um, there is going to be like more deeper stuff if like depending on what planet I think it's Pluto Pluto's influence is going to like really deep go, go deep and bring out shit like more shit that's kind of coming up and I think this is kind of the beginning of that even though I was doing it, I, I was it was just such a surreal thing. It felt like a dream kind of because I feel like I've snapped out of something. So at the moment I feel like there's more that's going to come up but in a good way. Well, I'm going to see it now to. for what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've, I see what the last two years was. I knew that it wasn't working for, for a little while. I knew it wasn't but I was like hopeful. I'm like, well, you know, you can't give up if, you know, it doesn't work for a little bit. You're going to keep going. You're going to keep going. But there does come a point in time where you have to be honest with yourself. And I think I shared this in the energy and spirit group. It's like when you're not honest with yourself, you become a lie and you don't actually, you're not fulfilling what you're meant to fulfill. You're walking around and you're not yourself. Yeah, you know, it's just contradicting everything. Like I, I knew that it wasn't working. I knew that I had to say goodbye to it. But I wanted it to work so badly because, well, for many, for many different reasons. There's a fine line. There's a, there is a really fine line between going, is this just a bad mindset? That's, mm. that's you know, that voice in the back of your head saying, God, it's going to fail. It's going to fail. Don't even bother anyway. Don't even bother anyway. And, and going, okay, just reasonably, just based on everything that I know, what I yeah. feel, yada, yada, yada. It's just not working. I need to, you know, um, put my focus elsewhere. I need to change my focus. So it's a fine line between is it, is it, it is. a poor mindset yeah. or is it a, a true knowledge of the fact that something needs to change? Yeah, it's 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 not a poor mindset. This it's very different. This is a this was a huge eye opener. It wasn't easy. Um, with a mindset, I think you would have picked up on my mindset. But this, I think, I really need to let it go and just just do things for me. At the mm. moment, because yeah. Well, with, with it all, it came back again. Basically, like round two, it was all for you. It wasn't for you to pass on. It was all for you. Yeah, again. So that was again. It kind of happened. all the tarot, the astrology, all, stuff, all of it. Yeah, all the human design, and it's everything. Really interesting. I, I'm, I mean, I am curious to know how it kind of is going to play a, a bigger role in my life later down the track. Like that's going to be really interesting. Maybe it's for our kids. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's for something else. I'm a part of my work. Maybe it was just for you to get through or this maybe time. Maybe it was just through, yeah, maybe it was just this and it was my saving grace. Like, because that's all I felt like I had. I only had faith. We didn't have, we were in lockdown. So mm. I had to survive somehow. What are you mm. going to do? Well, you've only got faith. So what's that? Spirit yeah. and then energy. 
And, and then it was I probably just it was probably that. just an inertia really that kept yeah. it going for this long. But uh-huh. I mean, you still like I, I don't regret it. I don't think you no. wasted money. I don't think we wasted money at all. I think we backed ourselves. I think there was something there that was providing a bit of purpose and that yeah. was feeling good it for a period so of time. Yeah. And it was like this is making sense. And we gave it our best shot. We gave it our best shot mm. for everything that we had and what we knew. Oh, we gave it. We, at all. we gave, gave it a it chance. Everything. I think we gave it a chance, yeah. right? We didn't. We didn't not take it, and that's why I don't regret anything that we've gone through over the last the last years. Yeah. Because we 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 gave everything our best shot that we could at the time, and you know that is something for me that when it comes to success and failure, I don't view failure as failure. No. I only view failure as a failure when you don't know why you failed. So when you like, and I, I, I've talked about I this on previous episodes. Yeah. Like the same with making paper. Yeah. When I fuck up and I don't have the paper, the consistency, or any of that kind of stuff that I want, but I know why, or I know what I would do differently next time, it's not a failure. Yeah. It is still a success but because you, you know what you do differently. Yeah. You've learnt something from it, and that is to me what a lot of this experience has been for us. It hasn't been a failure. You haven't no. drained money. We haven't wasted money on anything. Mm-hmm. It has all been a massive learning experience. And it's not necessarily something that we might know fully the implications of mm-hmm. or what exactly the lessons were until, you know, down the track. Yeah. But for now, I'm really glad and appreciative that we actually had that experience and we gave it a shot. Yeah. And so all of that stuff that we, we came under the umbrella term of your work, mm-hmm. basically, with your more recent kind of realization about what it's been for you for the last few years. Mm-hmm and now sort of turning away from it it's also that's what you mean when it that's what we're talking about when you say that you know you don't want to call it your work anymore you don't want to even even calling the idea of of making clothes work just getting away from the term of your work 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 in general general. yeah because um i i do want to work but it's right now i'm being asked to pause and to be and to be in my body to be with the baby and to really now pay attention to what is going on within me and what I need to focus on and picking up on the cues that I was missing um, over the last, say, I, would, I wouldn't say the whole two years. I would say when I kind of started to know that it wasn't working and I was getting, I started to get exhausted and I started to get angry and I started to be like, I can't do With this With what anymore. you're doing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't know how many episodes that was, but I'm like, I'm really sick of this. I, it's just hurting so much that it, it probably – I was recognising that it's because I have to let it go. But if I let it go, that means that, like, we didn't have the space. I didn't have the time and space to to stop doing something, to just say, okay, I'm just going to give it up because there was so much pressure, mm. you know. We, we, you, yeah. you, didn't, you weren't working. Yeah. I wasn't working. We were trying to figure it out. It's over the last, say, six months or so. Yeah. And it's like I had, you know, really trying to make things. I was trying to make the art thing happen, even though I knew in my heart that it just wasn't going to work. And I had told the cafe, I said, just take the, um, the prices down. If people want to buy it, then they will just ask. Yeah. But for now, they're decor. I'll let it just be. Something beautiful in the, in the Take cafe. the pressure off those. Take the pressure off yeah. that. Take the pressure off everything. I took my website down, taking the pressure off that. Taking like just all of that stuff. It's it's not, it's just it needs, it needs time to, I need time to, to just step away from it and see what else might be possible. What else has been calling me? Because, you know, I've been saying, you know, I can't afford clothes. I can't afford clothes. I can't, like, well, I've had a sewing machine for the last uh, yes. year and yeah. a couple of years, I think. And, you know, I, I know how to make a, de- a decent dress, a decent glitter clothes. Yeah, yeah. And 
you know, I could have been doing that this whole time. And that could have potentially been something, but who knows? That could have been another thing. But again, like this is to get to this point, again, it's taken this entire process. So it's n- none of it's wasted. No, absolutely yeah. not. And everything that I learned about myself through human design, like it's funny because I'm like a three, five profile, which is like, I need to make mistakes to learn. Mm. I have to experience something in order to learn and gain wisdom. And that's how I teach and lead. I, I am still some sort of like, I know that I, I'm probably not a creator as such, like in the term, like in the physical sense, like actually making something like making art or making a product for someone. Like I, for me, it just feels a bit weird, but to put, to use others or use the creativity of others and then be creative in that sense, that feels better. So in terms of like styling or interior decorating. So that kind of stuff. Or personal, personal fashion. Yeah. So not personal style. Personal styling. Styling essentially. Yeah. Well, I did did a course, styling and creative direction. Uh, I did three years and um, it was very vast, but I I loved it. I still, I came out of it still not knowing what I wanted to do because there was so many, there are so many options. There are so many ways that you can style. Well, I mean, it's, it's styling's the same thing as, I wouldn't say it's it's not the same thing literally as creating a picture, but it's, you're starting with raw materials, right? Mm -hmm. When you're, if you're doing watercolor painting, for instance, you've obviously got your watercolors, you've got your little palette thing, you got your brushes, right? They're, they're what you need in order to make a piece of art. When it comes to styling, it's like, if you're doing interior decorating, for instance, you know, you've got, you've got tables, you've got a room space that you've got to look at, you've got the objects, it's like they're all the thing. And then you put them all together in a necessary way to create the flow and the beautiful piece of art that becomes the interiorly designed room. Because I I know that I've actually got a, a, a good eye for that stuff. Like I can see when I walk into a room, I'm like, I feel when something's off. Some, I don't know a lot about feng shui or anything like that, but I think that's what it is when it really doesn't feel right in a room. You know, when you walk in and you're like, something's not right, everything is just in the wrong place. Yeah. And you, you have to create that flow. Like that just those things naturally come to me. I have an eye for it. And it's I want to actually strengthen that in the sense of everything, of like of how I live my life. I want to apply it to myself first, not putting pressure on it if it's going to be work or not. Yep. And um, I'm going to just start there. And I hope that's okay. So I'm not of course. Like, bringing yeah, yeah, money yeah. straight away. No, no. But because we're taking care of it at the moment, like we're yeah. very lucky. We're very lucky. We're blessed to have this opportunity that's come in. It does give me, it does really release the pressure off considering I'm also pregnant. It, you know, <laughs> I'd rather not be pr- under pressure as well because well, I don't want to hate my creativity. I yeah. don't want to loathe it. And that's what I'm most afraid of if I put pressure on even creating fashion for others. Yeah. I need to create it for myself first, find who I am in that sense. And like I know that's like another who I am thing, but it's like, yeah, you do. you got to know yourself in order to – like I, 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 I struggle. I'm not the – I know who I am, but I, I can't explain it to people. You know, I find it very difficult to explain certain things about myself, certain elements. Sometimes I don't know how to dress because I don't know how I feel. I don't know what I want. But now I have the creativity and the ability to be able to express myself through clothes and know what, you know, like I have that creativity. I have that um, the ability to do that and the skills. So I'm very blessed that way. Yeah, because I don't have that. <laughs> you know, no, I, but, I no mean, but you're very sure of yourself. Yeah, but I mean, I mean it to say though that like it is something that is it is it's not necessarily unique to you, and that you're the only person in the world that has it. No, but it's definitely something that is a skill of yours Trait, that yeah. that's not that's not um, that not everybody has. Yeah, well, it's it's just one that I, I and I enjoy it. I like like when even when you see when I look at what people wear, 
you know, not everyone, but like especially when something's, even when someone tries to put on a beautiful dress and it's it's beautiful, but there's something off about it. It could be the color, it could be the shape, it could be, you know, the confidence. It could simply be confidence as mm. well, which is energy. So if, if you love the dress and you and it does suit you and it's the right color and everything and you don't wear it with confidence, it still won't look good. Mm. It's there, there are so many elements to it to actually being, you know, it's funny because we were, we're focusing on empowering the individual. You can empower the individual in like so many different ways. I don't have to do it just through energy stuff, like just going through energy and doing it spiritually. No, there's so many other ways to do it. I can encourage people, um, I can encourage, yeah, just to dress to what you want and learn to push your shoulders back, stand up tall and smile and just love it and just love what you're wearing. Just just try it. And if you don't feel good, just take it off, put something else on that's more comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that also, that's empowering because you stand up in your power, you're standing up tall and you're like, yeah, I'm here. I mean, your attire is absolutely can play a large role, a huge role huge. in perhaps your your whole perspective. It's it's not just yeah. It's if, not you, just if you're like, wearing when we okay, a big one, a big one was when we went to the wedding. Okay, sure. uh, when was it in October, oh, yeah. right? And yeah. we were nicely dressed up, dolled up. We hadn't been, you know, I hadn't been suited up in a long time, but <laughs> since our wedding, I think wedding, in yeah. bloody January, January, and we're both there. It's a really nice location. We're wearing really nice clothes. We look good. And it's like the, the, our, my energy was just so much different to what so I was used to. I was so like, different. oh, I, I felt wealthy. I felt yeah. powerful. I felt good. <laughs> oh, we, we didn't have anything to spend that night. No, nah, we didn't. We, had, we, we literally had, had nothing. We, yeah, we, did, we couldn't even buy a drink. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I we remember. We couldn't even buy drinks. We couldn't even buy a drink. And but yeah, it, it is. It's it's the because it's not always about that. It's about how you present yourself, how confident you stand regardless mm. of where you were at and that those what you put on your back some people don't, you know that oh, it doesn't t- I don't care I don't care I don't care but you give them something nice to put on yeah and they can smile and they're like actually it feels kind of nice yeah. it's like it's okay like it's 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 this thing it's like well you know I don't need nice things I don't need it's like it's not about that it's energy color and and fabric and all of that it's energy Everything is energy. Like I can't wear certain fabrics. I've had to actually throw out a whole bunch of and give away a lot of different fabrics as I cannot handle them. I'm changing the fabrics and like I've got linens now and there's like silks and satins and, you know, softer fabrics because, I mean, I'm pregnant too, so I'm like hypersensitive. And it's summer. And it's summer. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you change, you know, you change your wardrobe every season. You're like, oh, you know, this season I want to wear, you know, I want to wear furs in winter. You know, mm. sometimes you don't want to wear furs. You want to wear, um, I don't know, uh, what do you call it? Um <sighs> totally like, just like wool wool yeah something like that like or, you've or got like, you're like just a, inclined for or like a spray jacket or you know yeah. you want to wear your your ski outfits or like you know that kind of stuff rug up. so rug up but yeah. in different way different fabrics you'd be surprised you're like oh no, no i can't wear don't want to wear fur like i don't think i wore fur last last winter unbelievable well but the winter before or that was i'm like oh my god i just want to wear furs i made myself um that red fur uh scarf Mm. really big one yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So i'm like oh, i just want it like i just felt so good and you know kind of thing. and it, it does it it it's energy and i was actually learning about donna eden i think i've said this before um she talks about color yeah she goes color actually is very healing because our aura is colors and everything is colors like it you know we're surrounded by color color is energy it's vibration and every color has also a uh, an energy towards so like pinks and more like love and, and that kind of thing you know yellows joy and blues you know obviously you've got sadness but it's also calm and it depends it's interesting like next time you kind of cr- crave wearing a particular color or you're you're drawn to a particular color 
it be you know it's really it's really fun to kind of just see I'm interested like why would I be drawn to blue at the moment I'm obsessed with this this particular blue that I'm trying to find so I can make a dress out of to wear to the wedding this blue it's it's not I think for me it's calming mm. it's to settle patience you know yet you, you kind of feel what you what you're drawn to is kind of what you need. Your energy is always seeking what it wants and what it needs, but it's up to us still. We still have the free will to decide whether we want to actually bring it in or we'd be like, no, 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 no. It's, you know, you stay in your suffering, you stay in your comfort zone or that kind of thing. Like there's so many elements to even that, just to, just to focus on what you, what you put on. And I, I really am uncomfortable when I haven't or when I wear crap clothes like when I don't have clothes and I wear my, say, like my T-shirts that I've had like for four years and I put them on, I don't feel good in them. I had an interesting thought. You've had this really weird pink phase uh, for the last couple of months where it's like you've been obsessed with the color pink for yeah. whatever reason and it's like you, you're not a pink kind of gal. No. And so no. it's, it's kind of weird and out of place that you've had this real thing for pink. But it's probably also if you look at perhaps where you've been in terms of yourself and, mm. and life and the sentiments that you've perhaps needed to really bring it, bring out and to feel and express towards yourself, it's probably been a lot of self-love. Yeah. You know, pink being a lot yeah. more loving and nurturing, Absolutely. all that kind of, you know, compassion, yeah, all that compassion, kind of stuff. You've needed a lot more of that, I yeah, think, and perhaps that's why you've been more inclined towards pink as a, as a material uh, or uh, as a colour to, yeah. to wear. And it's not just like a soft pink either. It has to be a, it had to be bright pink. Like it has to be bright and because it, I think the reason it has to be because it was my screaming, um, because it's it's trying to get my attention. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. It's not a soft pink where it's like, oh, you know, you need a little bit of love today. Yeah. You know? It's like no. It's like fucking love yourself, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. 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 I haven't I haven't really done that, and now actually it's funny when I got pregnant, I have started to take care of myself so much but I, I love the baby but I'm learning to love myself mm. in a really different way and I'm like my dress at the moment has got pink in it it's got like bright really bright colors how, how this develops over time is going to be quite interesting so yeah. yeah like you have the space with pressure what we were sort of talking about before what we, what we kind of touched on was it's the kind of the the double pronged pressure which was they're, they're kind of contradictory yeah. but they're both still they both still exist. And so one of them is, like we sort of said in a bit more detail, obviously that the pressure on the work itself. So you need to make money. It'd be handy if we had money. Also for you to have the kind of purpose of work uh-huh, as well. Uh-huh. So all that kind of, all, all of that, the necessity of, of having it, developing it uh, becomes a pressure, builds this pressure to figure it out, hurry up, figure it out Absolutely. as a kind of continuation of what it's already been for us and yeah. been for you through this period of time. But then also there's the pressure then. So being completely liberated from all that saying, okay, let, you don't have any of that pressure on now. You don't have to figure it out now. Yeah. You don't have to try and figure out a way to make money now. Yeah. You know, you can have a little bit more time. You're pregnant. There's other things that is is very important to focus on. Yeah. And so it's not only it's not only work and income right now that's your focus. So you're kind of liberated in a sense yeah. from, from those things. So that pressure isn't on you as much now. 
But then also there's a, there's a certain pressure I feel like that builds over time when you don't have any pressure on you too. Absolutely, where it's like yeah. the pressure, the, the pressure that builds from, from being inactive and being sedentary. Yeah, it's like, become, I should be doing something. Yeah. You know, I, I like should Like there's a be. potential I could become dependent on you. Just yeah, that's, working, that's it. Just working, I'd be like, I don't have to because you're, you're bringing in enough money. And then it's, but then it's also, there's that part of you that's like, I kind of want to be my own person. I want to be independent. Yeah. I want to have purpose. I want to have that's all that right. stuff. And it's like, you don't have the pressure on you to figure that out. But then the pressure comes up in the absence of yeah. those. But of those like, like I was saying, um, I think at breakfast, I... So for me, just quickly then, for, for me, because then you can continue on sure. that. So for me, it's like, okay, I, I don't want to pressure you to try and figure something out, but then I don't want to not pressure you because by not pressuring you, that could inadvertently create a different pressure. Yeah. So it's like, what's the kind of line there? And that's what we're talking about And that's breakfast. what we're talking about breakfast. And I said, well, it's, I'm, it's not like I'm not thinking about it. Mm. I'm not not thinking about it. It's on my mind. I'm just... I'm focusing on it in a, in a really in a more gently gentle way, in a more uh, open minded way. I'm not honing in. I'm just going like, okay, fashion now, yeah, because you know before it was you know, tarot, and then it was astrology, and then it was human design, and then it was energy, and then it was you know like I'm not going to do that this time. I'm going to say, okay, well, how does it feel? Okay, it doesn't feel. I'm still not hundred percent on. I'm not sold on the fact of making clothes for people. So that doesn't work for me. That doesn't feel good at all. I don't see it. And what I'm doing, I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to enjoy it because I need to be creative. i got yeah. to feel like I'm doing something. And you know what? I do need more clothes because, yeah, I'm going to get bigger and I need to – I've <laughs> wanted to have a wardrobe. We now have money coming in. I can buy fabric. I've also got fabric there that I've been – like it's now um, in the um, in the pigeonholes now. So I, I've got access to fabrics if I need them. Like there's – I need to do that for me. Yeah. So all of this and all this pink obsession and coming back to self-love, like it's there. It's it's helping me to focus on me so that I'm okay to accept and um, wait for that thing that is going to go, that is going to light up. I am not worried at all about it not coming. Mm-hmm. That's because that was my fear before. Like if I don't do this, then I'll never do anything. That was another mindset. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said that, but that was another one. It's like this is the thing and I'm going to do this for the rest of my life because I it was <laughs> stupid, right? Um, and it just it wasn't and it didn't work and it didn't work and I knew it wasn't working. But that's why I'm like, okay, now that I know what that feeling is very well, it's this again with the fashion. But I'm like I just need to look at it from a different way, different perspective it's because it's this direct like, okay, I can make clothes. I can sell the clothes. But that that's the importance I was saying. That was the importance of the mistakes and the experience that we've had over the last yes. period of time now yes. is that we can take the lessons that we've learned from that and apply it to this, right? Where perhaps what we would have done over the last you know, even even if it was if it was two months ago, we would have jumped at this and gone, yeah. fashion, that's the answer. Let's do that. Let's do it. Yeah. But now it's like we know better that it's 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 about giving it the space now, like yeah. just being aware of it. It's cool. But you have to do it for yourself first. You have to love yourself, come back into yourself, yeah. figure out where it is, where it fits in with you. That's right. First. Because I mean this whole um like going back to the Saturn return, it's like it's my one's all about my identity and knowing who I am. And it's like identity crisis it's been. And obviously it has been, (laughs) it's been crazy for me because I haven't actually, I thought I was doing all the work and I was to an extent, but now I'm like, okay, right. So now really have to make sure that I'm conscious doing it for myself. I need to really pay attention in a different way now, deeper way. I'm awake now to all, to the illusion that I was under, that I put myself under, that I created and all the pressure and all of that. We're not under pressure anymore. 
we've been liberated. And that's thanks to the baby. He came on right on time because he's liberated both of us mm. um, from from that pressure, from financial pressure and stress and all the things that weren't working, yeah. all the things that were going on, all the things that we were doing for survival. So I'm very grateful that I can now see that for what it is. And it was really funny because my friend, I think I already said it, um, she said, you know, it takes a lot of like self um, self-awareness to admit something like that to you. So I go, I didn't even think of that. But the more I'm thinking about it now and it's coming up, I'm like, yeah, so I was doing the work and I'm, I'm learning from it. I'm like, yeah, I have been paying attention. I'm like, now I can see. And it's being honest with yourself that actually helps. It's not easy, but it, it helps to be like, this is a reality. This is exactly, this is where I'm at. This is the truth. This is the truth of where I'm at in this life right now yeah. at this time. I need to now make a decision whether I need to either try to keep going and make it work and keep going and keep going or I say it's time to close close the book, to close this chapter. I've got to end it. It is the importance of having that real brutal honesty with yourself and and, and it's not it's not just taking stock of where you're at. Just It's not just, no. just taking stock of where you're at no, no, no. around you. It's why am I doing this yeah. as well? It's not just going, okay, where am I right now? You know, is it kind of working? How do I feel about it? And, you know, okay, I want to feel a little bit better, but, you know, okay, all right, so I need to make adjustments because I want to feel better. But it's 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 like why why do you want to feel better? What are you doing right now and why are you doing it? Exactly. And being able to ask those kind of questions. And it's because you, you can go, okay, it doesn't feel good anymore for me to to be doing this astrology stuff and putting this yeah. kind of pressure on. Mm-hmm. But, again, you don't really learn anything from that because you don't learn why it is that you've been doing it, right? And, and when, right. You, when you don't learn the reason why as the kind of foundation – well, then you're going to perhaps inadvertently apply that same foundation to the next, next thing, thing you're going to go to. Yep. So you don't learn that deep lesson that's there to be learned. And so when you then go, holy crap, like you sit with it brutally honest and you say, I've been using this as a coping mechanism for the last few years. And then you go, my God. And now you become aware of that. Then all these sort of emotions that you went through, all the experiences that you had, the sentiments that you were experiencing, you know, towards yourself and towards the world, you start to see them in a completely different light. And then completely. you can, it makes you, it gives you the ability to recognize them yeah. going forward. And so now you go, okay, I don't want to apply that same energy to the next thing. No. But if you didn't have that real deep, brutal, honest check, then you would not have because you wouldn't you wouldn't be aware of the fact yeah. of that existence yeah. of that underlying reason, and you would continue to make those mistakes. And it's things like this that I, I, it's been so invaluable this last period of time, and, mm. and being very self-aware, yeah. knowing the importance of checking in on ourselves like that every now and then. Yeah. It's it's like it, it is incredibly crucial. And I don't even know where to kind of if anyone asks me how to be more self aware because sometimes we get um, I sometimes get comments and messages from people being like oh how do you do that how do you do that I don't think I still don't know how how you would go about it. You, I think this is brutal. Be brutal. Brutal. Yes, I know, but it's also it came to me as I was talking to my sister. Mm, so yeah, having a conversation so it kind of it didn't come up like I wasn't sitting there and going okay I'm going to be brutally honest with myself now. <laughs> like I don't think it happens that way I genuinely believe you need to have an experience and you have to trust exactly where you're at because you know I mean I've trusted the process I've trusted it all I've trusted the last two years that everything that I was learning was for a reason I know we're over time but that's it's right. the, the everything that I was doing I knew 
was for a reason. I didn't know why. And even when I was like, this doesn't feel good, but I need, I need to keep going for some reason. I knew it was for something. And it, and I'm like, I know I'm going to understand this a little bit later on. I don't know when, maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's next month. You know, it was a few months. It wasn't a whole year. It was a few months. And then it comes to you, but you have to, it's, it's knowing that when, when you, when you know that Everything is going, everything is happening for your benefit, for your experience, for you to learn and grow and be the best you can. And because we have to have certain experiences, it, oh my gosh, um, we have to have experiences in order to learn anything, in order to, to, to live this life. Like you can't just walk around and just, just be mundane and as, as, you know, as comfortable as you want to be in life, life will not just keep you comfortable. You will be hit with, with challenges. You will be hit with experiences left, right, and center. You will. And it is up to us whether we want to um, say yes and no to them. We still are in charge of that. But when we don't like where we're at, which I think we have not liked where we've been at, but even that honesty being like, I hate where we're at. I hate this so much. How many times did we say that? Mm. But we're like, we know what, like, what's the, what's the main thing? What's the main thing that is, is to have, like, what's, what's within us? What's telling us? What's the next thing to do? And it was just like, keep going, keep going. That would not have come to us. It would have, it would have said quit. It would have said, let go. It would have said, but every single time it said, just keep going. Do not give up because this is saving your life. You know, and this, that was our that was our circumstance. It might not be obviously for everyone. Everyone's going to have different experiences, and this next thing isn't obviously a survival thing. Not going to save my life, but it's for it's for you to recognize what this is giving you. How much more you can expand? How much you can grow? How much more you can learn about yourself? Like I, it's really funny. I um I was looking. I was watching um an affair to remember, and just the, all the women were just so elegant. And they were just standing tall and they were just the way they spoke and all of this. And like, I've, I've always loved um, those films, you know, Audrey Hepburn films, and they're just so elegant the way they're dressed, the way they present themselves, the way they speak, the way they act. And, you know, obviously it's not all perfect, but it's this, this elegance of living and knowing who you are, that kind of thing, or just the way they hold themselves. I don't know what it is about them, but I'm like, I've, I've always wanted to kind of have a more reserved, not reserved, but... I wanted to hold myself in that way and I haven't felt like I've been able to do that because, yeah, it is messy before you can kind of be like, I know exactly who I am and I know how I want to be. And, you know, like I know that comes with, you know, with experience and I feel like this is that me stepping closer into it, like not rushing into you know, selling clothes, not rushing into being like, okay, you know, like even taking down all my art from this, from the cafe. Yes. It's gone from the, the room, the room, but that's cause I'm in this space 24 seven and it's, it's a bit different, but in the shop, like I didn't go and like, no, no, let's just take it. It's, it doesn't matter. It's not working. I'm like, no, let it, let it be. Just, just take the price down. Cause that's, that's all it is. Mm. And knowing that that's okay. Just slowing things down thinking about what words I want to say next, working on what I want to do next, how I want to be next is like just kind of like, yeah, it's like kind of slowing down time a bit. I feel like too it's knowing what your fundamental premises are as you go through life. Mm. Like what are your principles? What is important to you as you yeah. go through life? And and then 
and not not allowing those things to become unconscious or to be unconscious, yeah. right? I mean, as you go through this, as we go through life, we just there's so many things that we just take, obviously from our upbringing, the culture that we're in. You know, as we build relationships growing up, you know, we 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 take on these values and we just take on the, we have these assumptions about the world, yeah. And especially now, you know, the media we engage with, yeah, the, where we get all our information from, we become, you know, our our, our worldview becomes very tilted by these assumed notions of it, which a lot of the time we don't actually generate for ourselves. So we take them on and we have these axioms that we perhaps live by. Sometimes we're aware of what those axioms are and we can say that this is what I believe and this is a, this is a, a fundamental principle of my existence and the way I view the world. Um, but a lot of the time I feel like there's a lot of things that we just take uh, on face value or we just assume. We just assume that this is the case uh, unconsciously as well. We don't even realize what we believe. We don't actually know what we believe in, right? Yeah. And so we're operating in the world based on assumptions that have no backing in our own experience mm. uh, or uh, unconscious, you know, beliefs that we have towards the world. And I feel like it's when you start to consciously choose what it is that you believe, how you view the world, become aware of why you view it in, in a certain way, which is backed by certain experiences yeah. where reflection and actually living and experiencing comes in very handy. You know? <laughs> Even if it just gives you a couple of basic principles that you say, this is what I live by yeah. and this is where, this is how I've learned it. This is how I know this information is so relevant yeah. and it's, it's important and this is what, what my basic view of reality is, of the world is and how I want to be in it. And really being able to consciously select those principles and understand their relevance and their importance yeah. because you've exper you've had an experience that's given you that information, that's right. I think that really helps to give you a confidence to be able to carry yourself with pride, with, yeah, with confidence, yeah. you know, in the world, to be able to stand up straight with your shoulders back because I know what I believe in and I can explain it, I can, I can share it because I've chosen it and... I have had the experience so I can back it up, yeah. right? Whereas before, if you don't have any of that kind of stuff, you, you're sort of, you're floundering and, and it's it's scary to put yourself out there. Yeah, because you still don't know. Because you still don't know. Well, that's like me. I Look how terrified I was to, look how long it took me to make the website. Look how long it's taken me to get out, put myself out there. How anxious I was because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't doing the work for me. So it's, it's incredibly important to... Yeah, to, to just introspect. Just like when something happens, go, okay, why would this have happened? What's this giving me right now? What's pissing me off about this or what has really given me joy from this? It, it's all it is. It's just like a whole series. That life is a series of those moments. Like it, it is. It's Because we're experiencing in order to grow, in order to learn more about ourselves and more about the world and how we want to be and what, we, what mark we want to leave. And like it doesn't matter how we make it, how we make the mark, it's it's just whether or not it's honest, whether it's true. That's the most important. I want I want to do, I want to work. I want to be here. I want to fulfill what it is that I'm meant to fulfill in, with truth. I don't I don't want to do it being like okay yeah no I'll just just because I'm good at it I want to do it. You know like you know the, I've I've got I've got these skills so I'm just going to do it. You know I can. You know people say oh my gosh you're amazing because you should do this you should do that you should do. That. I'm like okay yes 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 yes. It's like no respond in a way where he's like, hang on, is this truly, is this honest? Is this really what I want to do? And you say you either have a yes or a no. There's no in between. It's a yes or a no. And that's why with this, with with um making my clothes at the moment, 
I'm like, right now, it has to be for me. I have to put myself first instead of putting others before me because I put others before me when it came to astrology, when it came to my energy work, when it came to all of it. I put everyone else before me. And how, and I, that's why I couldn't take on clients because I knew somewhere underneath I wasn't doing everything I could to learn and, and actually apply it to myself. Mm. And that's really hard to take because that was a long time that I was doing this for, so I thought. But I needed that experience because it truly showed me that I wasn't being honest to myself. And that's that's it's one of the, the things, you know, you look back on and it's like, you have these experiences, you take from them, you take a little bit from them, right? You learn to become reflective. You learn the importance of introspection. Yeah. You you have experiences that you go, okay, I was not very introspective. I've gone through a whole lot, but if I don't reflect on it, you know, you don't know the importance of reflecting on what you can get from it. You have an experience where you go, okay, if I go inward and I try and get a few answers out of this situation and try and procure from myself a perspective that's going to be more productive or conducive to a better outcome, then you, you have one experience with that and you go, fuck, th that was incredibly empowering. Yeah. That made life incredibly colorful. And from now on, that's what I want to do. And then you stack those experiences on top of each other and you start to learn new things from different experiences. Every experience has its own unique thing for you, and you to take to from it. And you start to build that kind of foundation. And and it's and it's I guess over time, you know, that's where I start to. I get really grateful. You know, it's so easy to look back and go, "Oh, if only I had have known when I was twenty one what I know now. If only I knew about personal finance and structuring and budgeting. If only I applied that when I was sixteen. You know, when I was when I was twenty one. You know, I'd be in a very different financial space right now. And you know, that's. That, that no because i know it now yeah. and i know it now because i had because to go a certain just, path that's right. and that path included that 16 year old that 21 year old all that stuff even if your 16 year old did do that there are other elements in your life that could have gone wrong absolutely you know so, so yeah that's yeah. it you know we'll, we'll, wrap, we'll wrap it up um because we, we are over time i just wanted to quickly say just to continue to sort of update with the pregnancy stuff because that's still really important i sure, think yeah uh, we mentioned before, so the so the the doula has been organised and the midwives pretty um, much pretty much, but tomorrow. So I, I contact the um I'll, I'll call uh the midwife tomorrow and discuss that. But the doula, yeah, she's um she's confirmed. We're excited, and I'm excited to be able to be um guided and looked after during this, which is really interesting because. Even throughout the last two years, I've, you know, wanted to be coached. I wanted to be coached and I wanted to be coached. But I wasn't it, – none of it was, like, for the personal self. It was all for business. Mm. That's why it didn't work. That's why the coaches weren't coming that way, you know. And it there was a, a um, the content marketer who um, who I was doing the commission for and she, she came to right at the end there but I still get to have – and it, it's a, it was a big test – because I was like, okay, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this is something, you know, in, intuitively creating art, like, you know, checking your talent channeling and stuff, but I don't enjoy it. And she's incredible, epic woman, makes shit happen. Like literally I think she's got um, a course. It's called Get Shit Done. That's her, that's her motto, Get Shit Done. <laughs> and she does Get Shit Done and she helps you and she empowers you. She does all that. And I'm like, do I want, I had to ask myself, do I want this? Is this really what I want to do? Is this something I'm going to devote myself to? And my soul was just being like, absolutely not. Right now it's not. It was a big test because she's awesome. She's lovely. And she's she could probably help me make it happen. But will I be happy? I don't think so. 
because I'm I would not have recognized would not have recognized the trauma I would not have recognized all of that I would have just I would have continued on so that was a huge test and I'm like no and that's why when um when all the, when the doula came in, it just happened. And then the midwife's now just happening. Mm. I'm like, because there's something here that I've been missing. I am now going to get coached for how to empower my body, how to be actually bringing the power back to me. I'm act- I can't do it on my own anymore. Obviously, I can't do it on my own. I need someone to, and I needed the right people to do it. Mm. And this was obviously like, that's what the doula does. She literally like, I teach you to be able to, birth a child on your own i it's not for me to help you it's not for me to you know hold your hand and be like you can do what you No, i teach you how to take control of your body and how to bring your power back take your power and birth a child like you're meant to because you, so in the highest and best way like so you don't because like, it'll come a time where you won't need me and that means that i've done my job well when you don't need me anymore I feel like this is going to be a massive experience, uh, not just obviously the, the of birthing our first child is going to be a <laughs> huge experience, but it's going to be a massive experience too, the implications of it going forward. So, let's say, you know, for your work, for instance, but this is the same for me too, right? Yeah. For you to say, I really want to have a natural birth and I really want to have a home birth, right? Yeah. It's not just like having a natural birth at the hospital, but having a natural birth at home. Like mm-hmm. that's been a major goal, a major thing for you throughout your life. You're yeah. Like if I want to have kids, I want to have them in this particular environment, always, in this situation, right? always seen them that way. And to have had that really been a driving force for you or really been something that, like a goal of yours essentially, right? And now to be able to, we're in the position, right? We're now in, you're pregnant now. So it's like, okay, you're going to have birth, yes. have birth. You're going to give birth. <laughs> so now it's like, how do we make that happen? Yeah. And it started to happen, right? So things have happened. So getting the job, Slowed. right? Because it is expensive to have your own, to have a home birth. Yeah. I didn't realize, but it is expensive. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, with the job I've got and the position that we're in. So it's not only the job, but it's the position that we're in. Uh, physically so we move in to the new place at this point end of february right so up until that point in time we don't have the cost of rent like i was sort of saying at the start we don't have all these other costs that are soaking up a significant amount of the income so it gives us the ability between now and then to be able to actually save up and so come you know even by the time we move in it's still we're still going to be months away from the actual birth itself but we'll we'll be in a financial position to actually be able to afford to to have the midwives and the doula which is incredible which is incredible right so maybe that's why we're still here and that's why the house isn't ready exactly so we've got we've got the situation that's going to provide us with the financial resources to be able to pay for this kind of stuff and it makes it a more concrete reality for us going forward which is really exciting but also how the right people have come come to you as well and how you've set your mind for this you've you've you're aiming for this target mm-hmm. and then the path is opening up and the path is happening. We've both made it happen. Yeah. So it just shows that if we really apply ourselves about this kind of goal and we, you know, we're able to go through, have the natural birth and delivery at home and it's a really beautiful and great experience, it's an, it's an experience that can show us that it is possible, possible to achieve what it is that you really want. Yeah. If you believe it and if you're willing to do what it takes to attain it, yeah. then we go, okay, let's take that experience. What we were just saying just before this Let's take that lesson and apply it now in other areas of our life. And I feel like this is going to be a real tangible experience that we will be able to draw from going forward. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's just getting more and more interesting. Like we we were saying, um, why why isn't the house ready yet? Now it's like it's really interesting. I mean, it's good because it's helpful. We get to be able to save. Yeah. We get to save <laughs> and stuff. But um, it's still really interesting why this time. And then all of this happens. It's like, well, maybe, yeah, maybe it is giving us the time not just to save as well, but also to be able to afford what we really want. And that's where the, the patience comes in. It's where the self-awareness comes in. That's where the, okay, I'm like, I'm paying attention now. I hear you. <laughs> this mm. is like a whole, like, I feel like I'm experiencing, um, like, my angels and guides on another level. I'm not there conscious. I'm not always, I don't remember, like, like talking to them all the time. I don't, I don't do that like I used to. Like, try, like, literally they, I was, I think it, because I was in survival mode, I was just there all the time just feeling them, feeling, I was like, it was like I was becoming spirit. Like my body was dying and I was, do you know what I mean? So, but now I'm like, I'm getting on with my life because I'm like, look, we're going to die. We're going to join them anyway. So I'm going to allow, I'm going to listen to them in, an, in a different way. I'm going to listen to them in a way where I can actually make stuff happen, put things into practice, learn and live life here on earth in a physical reality because that's what that's what we're experiencing you can't purely just have a spiritual life you can't just have an energetic life does not work like that we're physical beings we need to be able to like come to terms with that even if sometimes we don't like planet earth or hate earth you know my god life sucks life sucks it only sucks if you see it that way you want to get into a position you know with and this comes with a lot of obviously having the right mindset and having the right experience or not having the right experience because all experience is the right experience if you have the right mindset right (laughs) But it's having the mindset that that takes you from essentially responding to reality mm. to taking charge of it, yeah. to taking control of the experience control, yeah. as opposed to essentially waiting for your experience to bring you certain yeah. uh, things, yeah. certain something to respond or to react to. It's like let's instead take charge of, of our situation as opposed to waiting until our situation basically forces us to respond to it. Mm-hmm. So I think we've obviously been in a position where we've been being, you know, pulled and pushed around by the situation and I think we want to try and work ourselves into a a place where we can actually go this is what I want to do and this is how I'm going to do it and then make it happen and that's why I feel like this is going to be a very empowering experience a very powerful experience for us with the birth and with this with our child and I know it's going to help me as well um, connect more fully with what I want to do yeah going forward you know whatever whatever it may be but i'm not even going to be worried about it i can't worry about it because mm. right i'm just taking every day as it comes and i'm just focusing on yeah just looking after myself yeah. and focusing on I me mean, that's what i need to do that's what i'm being called to do and I'm like, okay and i'm doing that by making myself some clothes <laughs> it's really nice it's really nice it's a different energy now there's been a bit of a shift which yeah. is which is awesome yeah some th- things are starting to we're starting to make things happen i think we're getting a bit more confident and yeah. we're feeling a bit better yeah. so it's making it easier i think to go out and do what we need to do yeah. here in 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 this type of in this in this life in this world That's at this right. point so yeah, look, hopefully we can continue this and build build a, a really positive inertia behind us so that it's like nothing can stop us. Yeah. I guess that point, you know, you want to be in that, feel that. So, yeah, interesting, interesting, yeah. interesting where we're at. So, yes, we'll leave it there. We have run over time. Apologies for that. No, no apologies, honey. It was necessary. <laughs> hopefully the conversation like we couldn't, was... We couldn't it was, stop the conversation. Yeah, no, we couldn't. If you enjoyed this conversation, please like and subscribe, share it around. And if you want to get in touch with us to share your two cents, we'd be absolutely fascinated to hear what you'd have to say. Yeah. The email address for the show is itppc at protonmail.com. Yuja's Instagram is yuja.gray. My Instagram is logan.d.gray. 
And yeah, get in touch if you would like. If you want to see any other links, they're in the show notes. I'm not going to plug them here. Again, things are dynamic and ever-changing. So I have just sort of today actually sat down to start my reading and writing stuff and I just sort of built up a bit of an idea in my head about how I'm going to actually go about it. So that's nice. That's good. I'm really excited to potentially see how that plays out. So, but that's right. I'm not going to talk about it yet because I want to actually do it and then we can talk about it. Sure. Good plan, <laughs> so, But yes, yes. So, that's it. I love you. I love you. Let's have a blessed day. Yes. Mm. <laughs>